are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In John 15 verse 5 it says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches about the benefits of being part of a tree. We as the body of believers must treat our membership as wholly important and one that requires service. Being part of such a network has many blessings, including connections, supplies, visibility, and identity. So let us listen into this anointed word and stay connected to our source and grow and serve in our church. Be blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Holy Spirit, we surrender our lives to you. We say, take control. Without you, we can do nothing, absolutely nothing. There is a reason you are called the helper. Help your people. Help your church. Help your preaching. Help our hearts. Help our unbelief. Help. Send help from heaven and let the power of God manifest to everyone here under the sound of my voice. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You may please be seated. Today, my special prayer is going to the young adults. Yes. And my scripture for praying for them. Anyone from 18 to 35 today, I want to pray for you. And my scripture comes from Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 3. If you are not 35, don't come. Daniel chapter 6. The Bible says this Daniel was preferred above all his colleagues, the presidents, princes, because an excellent spirit was inside of him. Do you know that life comes from within? And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The king there stands for a people of authority. Today, my prayer for every youthful young person is that God will cultivate inside of us an excellent spirit. Excellent means excel. A spirit that excels. Always you excel in what you do. So much so that anytime you are there with some people, you are preferred. You have favor. You know how it is. You're looking for some people and you just think about yourself. Ah, this guy, his attitude, his spirit, excellent. I will prefer him. Bring that one rather. That's called favor. You will be chosen wherever you go. Young people who are looking for jobs will find jobs. Who are looking for programs will find programs. Who are looking for beloveds will find beloveds. Young people who are looking for cars will find good cars, a house. When people are standing with you, you will be outstanding. When people are shining, you will outshine them. And I want to therefore pray for If you are here between the ages of 18 and 35, come. Walk up to the front. Play, play, play that song. Come. Just attach, Father, the spirit of excellence. Be blessed with spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence be upon you. You will live with the spirit of excellence. You will be preferred above your fellows in the name of Jesus Christ. You can go down. If a spirit of excellence be your portion. You never be the same. The spirit of excellence. 
excel in everything that you do in the name of Jesus Christ. The spirit of excellence that caused Daniel to be preferred, be your portion. You will have an excellent spirit wherever you go, be preferred. A supernatural blessing upon you that makes you preferred. A preferred choice. Where others are standing, may you outstand them, may you be outstanding. May you outshine people because of the spirit of excellence. I provoke and invoke the spirit of excellence upon you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. When you walk out of here, may the spirit of excellence walk with you everywhere you go. Excel. 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 It's not a spreadsheet. It's a favor sheet. Be blessed. Are you 35? Spirit of excellence rest upon you right now. May God give you the spirit of youthfulness, truthfulness, and excellence in Jesus' name. <laughs> spirit of excellence. That's 65, 35-year-old. Spirit of excellence be your portion. Be blessed. But you will receive the spirit of excellence in Jesus' name. It's called coveting after good things. You are blessed with the spirit of excellence. What didn't work in the past will continue to work from now in Jesus' name. May you operate in the spirit of excellence. You have met with difficulties, but now you will meet actually with doors that open and no man can shut. Receive the spirit of excellence everywhere you go. May you be preferred in Jesus' name. May God make you the preferred choice. The Bible says you will have the spirit of the anointing for gladness that will lift you above your fellows. Receive that spirit of excellence in exams, in interviews, every choice. Receive the spirit of excellence in Jesus' name. You are blessed. Be blessed with the spirit of excellence everywhere you go in Jesus' name. Be blessed with the spirit of excellence in the name of Jesus. You are here. May you be blessed with the spirit of youthfulness and be blessed with the excellence of the youth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You are more than okay. You are blessed. The spirit of excellence rests upon you everywhere you go. Be preferred in Jesus' name. Everybody here that came for the spirit of excellence, God will give you preference above your fellows in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Tell everybody your age and I'll pray for you. Father, bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Make him always useful. May 35 be actually the limit of his strength. Even when he's 80, may he operate like 35 and be preferred in Jesus' name. You are blessed. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So the adults are grumbling in their heads. I can hear. Why? Why? Why are we not preferred? No, you see that your blessing, the scripture God will use will be even better than this. Clap for the Lord Jesus. If you are above 35, say, I receive it. And to a minute, yours will come, okay? Yeah. Because I'm also 17 and a bit. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we want to go straight into the word. Just some, I mean, tell somebody, I'm blessed to be in church. What a church. No, 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 you don't get What a church. What a church. Yeah, the real answer is what a family. What a church. You say what a family. Well, we want to go straight to the word. Started a little late, but we're believing God that we'll make it early enough in Jesus' name. Well, last week, we, this whole month, we have been sharing about the church of God and what a blessing it is for us. Did you know that? We started off by talking about um, 
the church of God and the rod and the staff, correct? The church and his rod and his staff. God says that my rod and my staff, they comfort you, okay? He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That every Christian, what you should understand is that you are sheep. God calls us three things, sheep, sons, and servants, okay? Those are very important. You see, the shepherd's rod, you know, is like this. It's not something that is used as a walking stick, but is used to guide, to love, mm -hmm. to recognize the shepherd. Sometimes it's used to draw. Come, come, come here. You know, aha, uh -huh. some stubborn sheep, that's how you have to do it. This is not a stubborn one. God bless you. Hallelujah. But the sheep that are not stubborn, you just have to show them, and they know what to follow. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Bible says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know, and um, I told you about the nurse. I told my colleague that, oh, my colleague needed something. I said, oh, I'll make this nurse get it for you. The nurse walked up to me and said, never say that about me again. Never tell them you will make me. You will make me. You will ask me. I said, I'm sorry. I hope the Lord doesn't ask, have to ask you, but he can make you. That's a shepherd. Amen. A shepherd makes you do things. The Lord should be able to make me obey. Mm -hmm. The Lord should be able to make me stop silly behavior. The Lord should be able to make me a kinder person. Make me and mold me into what I'm supposed to be. The Lord is like a parent. The shepherd is like a parent who guides. And the mark of authority is the rod and the staff. And I told you that it's made up of two parts. The rod is this part and the staff. You know, the rod is this part and the staff is this, okay? And then, you see, so there are different things. The rod of authority, the staff of authority. Anyway, we talked about that. And then we began to talk about, now, and that's when I told you that, you know, like the Good Samaritan, when the man who was walking down from Jerusalem to Jericho fell among thieves, and he was wounded and beaten and stripped naked, and he was left half dead. The priest came, they walked by. The church members, Levites came, they walked by. But the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan came, who represents Jesus, took him on his own horse or donkey and rode with him, with the person, first of all, put oil and wine in the wound. That's the new birth. The, Holy Spirit, the blood and the Holy Spirit. The blood of Jesus Christ forgives all and wipes our sins away. The Holy Spirit gives us the life, the ability to live the Christian life. And then took him, Bible says, to the inn. Mm -hmm. Took him to the inn and went to him and bound his wounds and brought him to an inn, New King James, to an inn and took care of him. Jesus is the one who takes care. And he said he took care. But when he, so he went to him on the next day, when he departed, he took two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. Whatever more you spend, I, when I come, I will repay you. So Jesus is trying to say that anybody who is in church, he brought you to the inn, to the church. He's taking care of you by his spirit. But he's given what it takes to take care of you to the pastors. Whatever it takes to the innkeeper. This is the inn, the church. The innkeeper is the pastor. What the pastor needs to take care of the sheep doesn't come from him. I don't have what it takes. Do I look like somebody who can take care of nice people and dignified people like you? Even my accent alone should drive you away. But look, 
There's a miracle force working. There's a supernatural power at work. Such an international gathering of almost 20 different nationalities. Only God can do it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So, what that means is that how long are you supposed to be in the church? Jesus says, till he comes back. Till he comes back. When I come again, until Jesus, and when Jesus is coming again, do you know why he's coming? For the rapture, to take his church. And he expects you to be there so that you can be raptured. May you never be left behind in Jesus' name. So when people offend you in the church and you feel like leaving, tell the person, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to take me away from my rapture. People who get offended in one church usually get offended in every church they go. Yeah. He who fights and fights and runs away lives to fight another time. You always get offended. So there are people here who are wondering, some pastor spoke a lie. You're wondering which lie I'm going to speak. There are people who get divorced. They said, all men are the same. All men are not the same. All men, have you lived with me before? Have you married me before? My wife was the one who sang, okay? Does she look like somebody who's angry with me? All men are not the same. God will give you a good man. Clap for the Lord Jesus. All pastors are not the same. And even that pastor that you are saying is a bad person. He's human. He's trying. I'm sure if you were the pastor, you would have done worse. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. Be careful about that. So anyway, that's about the rod and the staff. And we taught you about how God uses um, the pastors to train. And last week, we talked about how to behave in the inn. Something called the maximized Sunday usage. Maximized Sunday usage. And I gave you the typical group of people that are so blessed. Because they maximize their Sabbath. Yeah, God says, remember, reverence my sanctuary. Remember my Sabbath and keep it holy. And he said, reverence my sanctuary. Now, Sabbath is a day of rest for the Lord. But we read last week that Jesus Christ on the Sabbath, he was accused of healing people, of preaching, of laying hands on the sick. And people accused him and said, no, you guys don't understand. God did not say just rest the way you do. God is saying that do, he said, I see my father work, therefore I work. Do the works of God on the Sabbath. So the Jews, if you're working with them, they, never, they will always serve God. The Sabbath, they will never work for anybody. And last week we read a beautiful scripture in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 13 and 14, the Message Bible. And I want to read it again for those who are not here. Look, church is a very spiritual place. Message Bible, Isaiah chapter 58. Message Bible from verse 13. It says, if you watch your step on the Sabbath day. And last week I told you that, you know, many people are not maximizing their Sunday. They are not maximizing their time in the church. Just like many people have iPhones. Beautiful. Mine is one of the latest models. My children always tell me, Daddy, you don't deserve this phone. And I said, why? I said, you just take it for pictures, for phone calls. You might just get a yam phone, a clap phone. Because that's all I use it. He said, there's so many things that you can use it for, but you don't. And they once use it to measure the wall from one place. And I said, it's also on my phone. Meanwhile, I'm going to um, Lowe's to buy a tape measure. He said, no, you don't need to buy. Then they use my phone. Boom, boom. Laser. And then they measured. I said, wow, what else can my phone do? And they use it for cinema. 
all kinds of things, even on the picture. Even the picture that I use it, I don't use it well. I am not maximizing this. So they told me, anytime I buy a new phone, I should give it to them and take their old phone. And I said, why? I said, because what I want to do, only old phones do it. What they want to do, new phones do it. And since I am not maximizing my phone, I don't deserve it. And they are right. Only I am the father, I pay for it. So I bullied my way into keeping this phone. And I'm about to change it again. God help me. That's the way many of us use the church. You don't maximize your potential. Yeah, you don't maximize. You minimize it. A church is so valuable, but there's no value of the church to you. In fact, so much, I say, what's the use? That's why you have the attitude you have when it comes to Sunday. But watch the Jews. Watch the Bible. Watch the book that Jesus quoted from the most. David quoted from the most. Even Paul quoted from the most. Isaiah. It says, if you watch your step on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath, and you don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath a day of joy, you should come rejoicing when it's church day. If you treat my Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration. Even when we are praising God, eh, what I do, then your hand in your pocket. They say, wave your phone, and then your phone is in there. Meanwhile, it has light. Minimizing the phone. Watch this. If you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration. Now, watch this. If you honor it by refusing business as usual. Refuse business as usual. Making money. Running here and there. If you do that, then you will be free to enjoy God. I'll tell you, if you treat the Sabbath and church, God's house, God's business as a joy, as a celebration, you refuse to normal work as usual and making money, running here and there, and then you will feel free to really enjoy God. That's the secret to enjoying God. Oh, then he says, Oh, and I will make you ride high and soar above all. I will make you feast on the inheritance of your ancestor Jacob. Yes, God says so. Clap for Jesus. And to prove it to you, I told you two things. The Jews, and I gave you the statistics, that Forbes 400 said, and it's clear, 50,000, the salary 50,000, if you put Jews here and put every other American here, those who are here, 50,000 income, eh? 50% of those people are Jews. 50,000 and above. Now, if you talk about 15,000 and less, $15,000 annual salary and less, only about 10% are Jews. Yeah. When you go, of all the millionaires in America, 45% are Jews, but they're only 2% of Americans. What are their secrets? These are their secrets. Sabbath tithing. Sabbath tithing. Sabbath tithing. Sabbath and tithing. When you get a Jew, and my boss was a Jew, program director was a Jew, he will work us and work us five Friday afternoon. He's off. She's off. 
She will set you the jobs. You can't call her on Saturday. And she's put it blank to the program. If you don't want me, fine. Don't call me on Saturday. We don't call on Saturday. Don't call me on Friday evening until Sunday morning. Their Sabbath is from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. And they will not work for you. No matter how much you pay them, they will refuse it. That's the Jew. But they are the richest. We are looking for money. But we don't realize that the Bible says it is God who gives you the power to make wealth. So that it will establish his covenant with you. Yes, the Lord says so. They have spent the Sabbath. And don't, don't argue. And they will tell you they don't work on Saturday, period. They don't work on their Sabbath. And don't, don't argue with me. Is it Saturday or Sunday, the Sabbath? And my answer to you is straight. God worked on six days and rested on the seventh. Do you know what day he started? What did I say? Was it a Tuesday? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He may have started on a Wednesday. So just choose the Sabbath. And if we've chosen Sunday, let's keep it holy, period. Yeah. And those who choose Saturday, they keep it holy. Ours is a Sunday. And keep it holy. You will not be a Jew, but you will get the blessings of the Jews. And I showed you last week. All the people I've worked with for years, who, when you have left, they stay. They clean the place. They do the work of the ministry. They discuss things. They prepare again. They discuss the programs, the food. They are the ones who do it. They are here day for a long time. All of them without exception. All of them. None of them is poor. I know where I met them. I know what they were doing. Some didn't have jobs. Some had nothing. But today, they have houses. They are blessed. They are Jews in the spirit. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Their secret, maximize Sunday usage and tithing. And I showed you the books, the data, clear. And the Lord has written it. And whenever the Lord speaks and says, yes, God says so. Take it seriously. Not Isaiah says so. Not Paul says so. Not Pastor Lindsay. Not even Jesus says so. God says, I, the Lord, I say so. So, I'm not surprised that any time it's Sunday, that's when you just want to wash your things. That's the day the Lord, the, 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 the world, your body tells you, oh, you know, you work the whole week. It's your time to rest. Jesus said, when they were looking on the Sabbath, the Bible says it was his custom to be in the Sabbath, in the, in the Lord's house on the Sabbath day. And he worked. And he told the parents when they found him on the Sabbath in, in there, they said, he said, I must be about my father's business. So don't just come and rest. Then you should bring your bed. If the Sabbath is just for rest, then bring your bed here. No, no, I'm serious. Jesus didn't take a bed into the temple. He went to work. And people actually work the works of the Lord on the day of his Sabbath. Keep it holy. Do things for the Lord. And last week we taught you that the Lord says, those who serve with him, they are going to be like jewels in Malachi chapter 3. He says, and you return, bring it verse 17 or 15. You return, when you return, you will see that there's a difference between the wicked and the righteous. Between those who serve and those who serve him not. Right? Verse, good. Verse 17 says, they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In the day when I make my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spares his own son that serves him. And then verse 18 says, then you shall return. You give it time. Let people start serving and taking the Sabbath seriously and give it time. 
When you return in a year, when you return in two years or six months, you return and you yourself will find out or discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serves God and those who don't serve him. It's true. And that is why in spite of my job, my job is not a simple job. It's a, quite a good job by the grace of God. But it's not as good as serving God. So I always tell myself, I live, I work to live, but I live to serve God. I just came from work. Yeah, I drove four and a half hours. I said, today, no, no job. It's my Sabbath. I'm here. Amen. By the grace of God. I work to live, but I live to serve God. Ask the person, is this a church resting or a church service you came to? No, 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 ask. It's a service. Don't let a person look away. Tell the person. Uh-huh. Church members are like that. If the thing is a little difficult, then they look away. If it's a spiritual way of saying, don't bother me, okay? If we're out there, I would have slapped you for trying to ask me a question. It's a holy threat, but refuse it. We call it a worship service, not a bedtime service. So when we come to church, two things you do, worship and serve. Do, if you're not doing those, you are minimizing the Sunday. It's a maximized Sunday. Worship and service. Worship Jesus Christ. When the devil came to him, says, I'll give you the glories of the world. I'll pay you a time and a half. Jesus said, and he said, therefore bow to me. Bow to me. Jesus' answer was this. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Two things. When the world comes and gives you all the glory, say the same answer. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shalt thou serve. That was it. He defeated Satan. That was the beginning of our salvation. That's how um, Jesus conquered Satan. And so when temptations come your way on Sunday morning, like headaches, like excessive sleep, like extra job, like business, like tiredness. What are some of the things that usually the devil speaks, used to speak? Voices of what? Voices of tiredness. Give me some more. Voices of laundry. Voices of laziness. Give me some more, please. Voices of time and a half. Money. Voices of money. Mammon. Please, you know the things. Voices of books. Studying, studying. Books, yes? Voices of what? Arguments on Sunday. You have a little quarrel with your children. I don't feel like seeing anybody. So, voices of voices of bad weather. Bad weather. Bad weather. There are voices. Sport, Super Bowl. Boy, voices of sports. Favorite sport. Football. Super Bowl. Yeah. Voices of alcohol. Hangover. Hangover. Christian hangover. Yes. What are the other voices? Yes. Voices of sickness. I'm sick. I'm sick. My children, you said, my son said, I, Daddy, I'm sick. I can't go to church. I'm sick. I said, well, the stick is coming after you, so let's go. <laughs> yes, what else? Voices of friends. Friends. Evil friends. I tell you, don't go to church. That one. Evil friends. Evil friends. There are some of you, if your friend doesn't go to church, you won't go to church. It's true. 
Evil communication corrupts good manners. Voices. Voices of my baby. I have a baby, so I can't go to church. Voices of marriage. Now I'm married. I can't. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Voices of spouses. Anyway. Today, let's move on. But this scripture just settles everything. Let me read it again. Isaiah 58, verse 13 and 14. Let me read it again. Message Bible. Isaiah 58, verse 13 and 14. If you watch your steps, it means you direct your steps. Watch your steps. Tell somebody, watch your steps. In other words, watch what you do. You control your steps. You know, when you are watching your steps, you are controlling. You, you are determining step by step where you are going. That's what it means to watch your step. Watch your step means watch where you are going. Determine, if it's not bad, change course. Bible says, if you will watch your step, you will make a decision. Yeah. Some people, on Saturday, they decide they won't go to church. On Saturday. Yeah. Some would even use spiritual words like, if the Lord wills. My usual answer to them is, the Lord will will. Tell someone, say, the Lord will will. And show them the scripture. If you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage. In other words, don't take advantage of the Sabbath. The way you take advantage of people. Do you know people take advantage of people? If you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, be happy about it. Don't grumble about it. Don't make it a chore. Don't make it, if you come and pick me, I'll go. One person told me, Pastor, the way you are, you are desperate, I'll come to church for you, okay? I said, really? I felt like telling the person, don't come. Everything to me said, don't come. And let's see. But, as a nice pastor that I usually am, when you get me on the right side. I said, no, don't say that. Come sit by me and let's go to church. I'll go to church for you. For me. Really? I'm getting my blessings from here. <laughs> if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration, if you honor it, honor it, respect it, reverence it, Make it an important thing. Respect it. Honor it. Honor that day by refusing business as usual. It's not a usual day. It's a special day. Don't make it business as usual. Studying as usual. I have been a medical student. And it's not easy to be a doctor. But I refuse. I would wake up early in the morning. Knowing it's Sabbath, I read from about 3 a.m., to about 6 or 7 a.m. That's it. I said, me. Once I go to my father's house, it's work time for the Lord. And I go and I'm there till 10, 11 p.m. sometimes. Yeah. Wisdom. Making, if you honor it by refusing business as usual, even if you're a student, I made the best grade still, by God's grace. Study, by all means. Yeah. If the only reason why you are failing is because of Sunday, then you are a bad student already. 
You had six days. And you are blaming one day. When we give you three days, even you will still fail. To everybody who blames Sunday or church for their failures, I question your... Don't let me say it. Amen. But you will do well. If you honor by refusing business as usual, refuse making money, running here and there, then you will be free to enjoy God. People who are serious and respect the Sabbath, they enjoy God. There are people here that are not enjoying what I'm saying. They, don't, they are not used to it. But you see, you just give it time. Give it three months continuous of seriousness. You will, you will enjoy it. Just like the people that were about to divorce. The pastor said, you want to divorce. You've been married for 35 years. You want to divorce, no problem. But do one thing for me. Go out there and treat each other the best way you can for old time's sake. So that they, you will have good memories. And the people went. The pastor paid for their honeymoon again at 35 years of marriage. They went. After one month, they were supposed to come to the pastor to come and sign the divorce papers. One month came, they didn't come. Two months, they didn't come. Pastor was getting worried. Thought they had killed each other the way they were at each other's throat. Called them. And finally, they didn't come. Pastor went there. When he went there, these people had reorganized their house. Almost like a garden. And so he thought that maybe they were going to sell the house. So when he went and sat, I said, so I brought the divorce papers. I said, Pastor, sorry, we're not divorcing anymore. I said, what? I said, why? I said, are you crazy? We, this is the best we have had in 35 years. Best we have had in 35 years. And the pastor says, because you've had the right attitude, you are maximizing your marriage. May you maximize your Sunday. Clap for Jesus. And you will have the best attitude. You will see it now. The church was enjoyable after all. You may not enjoy the songs, but it's not for you. It's for God. Amen. If you honor it by refusing these things, then you will be free to enjoy God. Oh, I will make you ride high and soar above it all. I'll make you rest. I'll make you feast. Not just eat dinner. Feast on the inheritance of your ancestor Jacob. Jacob was the one who said, I came to this land with a staff, but now I am here with two companies. That's inheritance. He came as Jacob, the trickster, supplanter, and thief. But he, when God finished with him, he was called Israel. A man with power with God and man. A man who is called the prince of God. You will inherit the blessings of Israel. Yes, God says so. May you be a Jew in your attitude in Jesus' name. Clap for Jesus. Today, the final part of your church, understanding the church, is all about church growth, church understanding, and a few things. The last part of it is understanding the church by understanding um, smaller subdivisions. Yeah. Church growth or church blessings and subdivisions. Okay, smaller subdivisions. John chapter 15. From verse number one, New King James, we can use. The Bible says that I am the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Vine dresser. Jesus says, I am the vine, okay? And my father God 
is the vine dresser. I'm trying to explain the church to you. Many people don't understand the church. It's just, just like I don't understand the phone. My sons are still teaching me to maximize. Okay. So, um, I am the vine. And we are, I, I'm the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser or the husband man. Okay, next verse. I'm reading to verse 9. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Okay, so watch this. Jesus Christ is the body of Christ. Remember, Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And we, the church, is the body of Christ. So he's the head. We are the body. Okay, so he says, Jesus says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. So the church, his body, branches. Rachel, are you okay? Are you write notes? Write notes. Okay, write the scriptures. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Keep going. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. God is cleaning you up as I'm speaking. Yeah. He says, abide in me. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, Neither can you unless you abide in me. Keep going. Verse, I'm the vine. In the next verse. Without me, you can't. Oh, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 6 says, if anyone does not abide in me, abide means to live, to make a home. Where's your place of abode? Where's your zip code? Where's your address? That's your home, dwelling place. If any man does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. When people are backsliding, one of the things they do, they do either two things, stop tithing or stop church. And they wither. They all wither. They become weak. They break off. Uh And they gather them and throw them into the fire. See, Jesus coming to rapture his people. And then where will the rest go? The hell. And they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's another advantage of being close in God with word in you. Answered prayer. Verse 8. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So will you be my disciples. In other words, this is how you glorify God. If you abide in him and bear fruit. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Now, now, Christianity is like this. It's like a vine with branches. Our relationship with God, with Jesus, and with the church is just like that. I wish I had a tree here, you know. But God has made all of us trees. You know, that is how the Lord makes. We are, we are, we are. The way to look at your relationship with Jesus, with God, with the church, is to look at yourself as part of a tree. As part of a tree. As part of a tree. Actually, verse Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9, God calls us, we are part of a tree. Please bring it up. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 9, I believe. Number nine, bring it up. First Corinthians chapter three and verse nine. For we are God's fellow workers. 
you know, bring King James. You are God's field. Good, bring it. You are God's husbandry. God's hus- God says that I am the husbandman, right? And you are God's building. You are God's tree. Please bring it up. King James says, you are the laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry or garden. You are God's building. Hallelujah. So you see, these are branches. This is artificial, so you can't even break it off. I would have tried to break it up. Anyway, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. And my father is the vine dresser. Anyone in me that abides, we usually will bear fruit. And the father will prune, will take the things that doesn't help you off. That's what he's doing. He said, you are sanctified because of the words. He's actually chopping off things to make you better, to make you favored. Even the word you heard this morning about the Sabbath, to make you better, to make you right in your high place, to make you like a Jew. The Jews are blessed, wealthy. The skyscrapers in Manhattan, almost all of them belong to Jews. That's why people are jealous of Jews. Anti-Semitism is as a mark of jealousy for, for blessings. Anybody who is blessed, you get some jealousy. It's part of the side effects of being blessed. Okay? So I don't pray that you, some people will be jealous. But just by who you're going to be, you'll be jealous. You'll, some people will be jealous about you. And the Bible says that we are like trees. I mean, the church is like a tree and we are the branches. Now, therefore, what do you... So God is saying that the tree, the main vine is here. And then there are branches, smaller subdivisions. This big branch, then this one branches off this one. This one branches off this one. What is the essence of that? Let's try and get the benefit of this structure. And why you should understand and remain. Number one, benefit of actually seeing yourself as part of a tree. As a branch of a tree. Like Jesus said, that's how we glorify God. That's how God works on us. If God is going to work on any of us, he's going to have to work. If this thing is broken off, I can't break it, and it's sitting somewhere. You see, there's no way that you can be worked on. You're broken off. So number one is connections. When you remain in the church, remain in the Lord, you don't backslide. You stay with him. You stay in the Lord. You stay in the body of Christ. You stay in Christ. You have connections. First is connections. First benefit, connections. Connections. God sent Jesus that we connected. Jesus connected us to himself when he came. He came and died for us, connected with our sins. He says he would make sin for us so, so that we will become the righteousness of God in him. Yeah. He had no business in our sins, but he connected himself. Have you been fighting and somebody just came and said, look, I'll take the fight for you. That's a connection. Suddenly the fight becomes easier for you. So Jesus came to take our sins, connected to the world. He was in heaven. He came to us to connect with us. He gave his blood like the good Samaritan. He poured his blood and his oil in the wound to sustain us, to get us alive again, to connect to him. We have a relationship. That's why Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. It's a connection. You see Christianity as a religion, you will not do well. It's a relationship. A religion is what you do. A relationship is who you connect to. It's about Christ. Don't make it about religion. Religious things. 
about the relationship, relating, enjoying, connecting, staying in and abiding in Christ. Connection. So you know what? Jesus Christ, knowing that he will not be here, he even gave us the Holy Spirit. And he passed the baton to the disciples, apostles. Peter, James, John, Thomas, and all the other people. And then they also raised people. On one day, after the 120 were in the um, upper room, they preached. 3,000 people got saved. That was the connection. They became connected as branches. They also went into the world, including Philip, who went to Samaria to preach. And many who paid heed to the gospel, they received Christ. There was great joy. That's the connection. It's gone on and on and on and on and on. And until it came to us, where God called Bishop Doug, the founder of Lighthouse Chapel. He started a church in a faraway place at the medical school where he was. Where I was a student. And I grew up in the church. And the church became big. Till I came to do my residency and fellowship in America. And here I am in Memphis. Now you're also connected. Tell somebody connections. 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 Yeah. So God is in the business of connecting the tree. Abide in me. Connect. Stay connected. Connection is very important. So you are connected and therefore everything about Jesus Christ actually passes through. From Jesus through the disciples, through the apostles, through the great men of God, all the way through Bishop Dad, through Apostle Joel, through myself, through your shepherd or center leader, to you and from you to the next person that you win. Friends, family, and enemies like you brought today. Clap for Jesus. Connections. Jesus wants to connect to the world and save them. And that's the reason why if you don't see your connection to this church as an important thing, you will wither. If you don't see your connection to a pastor as a spiritual thing, you will wither. That is the reason why I am not trying to connect you just to myself. I tell you about Jesus, but I know very well that you must actually accept me as your pastor. For you to benefit from Jesus. And that's why I even connect you even further still to Bishop Doug. Someone said, through the flow, the flow, the flow. Today we had the flow. Those who didn't join the Zoom at 7 o'clock. How many joined? Give me a wave. Was it a blessing or what? Oh, for those who don't know about the flow, our head pastor, the founder, very anointed man of God. You know, he has a short service every Sunday morning. Short service, short and sweet. And so we connect at 7 a.m. by Zoom so that we can get a direct. Today he preached about old Solomon and new Solomon, or young Solomon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, you know, young Solomon loved God, mm-hmm. but old Solomon loved many strange women. Mm-hmm. And therefore, sometimes when you're a Christian and you're young, you're very zealous. Mm-hmm. You love God. But as you grow, you can easily backslide and call the backsliding maturity. So be very careful. The longer you stay in Christianity, because you can become like old Solomon. You love strange women. Young Solomon loved God. Old Solomon loved strange women. Young Solomon was obedient. Old Solomon was disobedient. Young Solomon worshipped God. Old Solomon worshipped idols. Young Solomon built a temple for God. You remember Solomon's temple? You know when he was old, in 1 Kings 11, what he did? He built temple. So he was teaching us that let's remain humble 
and devoted to God as we grow, as we get more blessed. Young Solomon was very big, was poor, but old Solomon was very rich. Very rich, richest. Yet, he didn't serve God. So as you get a lot of money, will you remain humble? And it really taught me a lot. Next Sunday, make a date at 7 a.m. Clap for the Lord Jesus. We'll send the Zoom to all of you and all platforms. All you need to do is connect to that Zoom. That Zoom. 7 a.m. Every Sunday, you will hear a time of prayer, scriptural prayers. And number two, a time of exaltation. That will make your Christianity better. Connection. Somebody say connection. connection. Yeah. So we connect through the flow. Flow means flexible lovers of the word. Somebody say it. Flow. Flexible lovers of the word. Amen. All right. So connections are important. The Bible says in Psalm 68 and verse 6, God puts the solitary into families. A family is a connection. It's a connection point. God, he puts the solitary into families. And Bible says so that he will prosper them. But those who disobey, they actually dwell in a dry land. He will take away the bonds. Connection, even contacts. Recently, you know, some people are here. You only married because you came to the church. I found my wife in the church. Yeah. I found my wife in the church. I found my children also in the church. <laughs> right here. All these friends that I have, they are because of the church. Connections. Contacts. When I need somebody to take me to the airport, it's from the church. Some of you, at 2 a.m., you call, Pastor, my car is broken down. Then I tell you, this brother is living in this area. Connection. Then they come and help. One person, their son was involved in an accident. 12 a.m., the son called the mother. Mother, father was asleep. Mother was working hard. And they called Pastor. And I called my son. Go and pick him up. Connection. Tell somebody, it's a family connection. It's a spiritual connection. Yeah. So it's very important connection. Bible calls it your own company. When the disciples were arrested in Acts chapter 4, Bible says at a point they didn't know what to do. And then finally they beat them up and released them. And Acts 4.23, and when they were let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the high priest, the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And the people encouraged them and they prayed with them and the whole place shook. Connections. Connections. When is your wedding? Who will come? We will come. When is your baby dedication? Who will celebrate? We will celebrate. Connections. When you need prayer, who will you call? Your shepherd, your pastor. Connect to some smaller subdivisions. Connect to your back center. Connect to a choir. Be in something. Be in something. Be in something. Don't just stay out there, but connect. Many of you are loose entities, but connect. Stay connected. Number two benefit is support. Support. Somebody say support. support. Somebody say support. support. Somebody said it takes a village to raise a child. Now, I've seen that I'm totally different from the family from which I was raised. Do you know why? Because I've been influenced by so many people, supported by so many people, inputted by so many people. Now, you will realize 
that once you are on this, you are supported. You are not on your own. You are supported. You are supported by prayer. You are supported by people's giving. You are supported by even the way modeling, mentoring. So it makes you step higher. You are high on the support. You look so great, but it's because you are supported. That is why Jesus said you will ride on your high places. He will support you. We are not riding on our just our mere mortal strength. I carry the favor of God. I'm supported because of my connection to Jesus. Yes. Every Christian is higher than you normally would have been if you stay connected. Watch this scripture. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 11. Bible says, because you have loved righteousness and hated evil, God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness and lifted you above your fellows. One, nine. Listen carefully if you are there, okay? Please. One, nine. That's what God does. He said he lifts you up. So you will realize that, like what I pray today, say you will actually be preferred. It's because of the support. When you stay connected in the Lord, when you are in a little group, your basenta meetings, your choir meetings, the dancing stars, connect. Don't just stay in the church and be a loose entity. Connect. Stay connected so that you'll be supported. Sometimes somebody's in hospital, I don't even know, but the support system around the basenta will tell me, ah, it is this person's birthday. Ah, this person is in hospital. Ah, this person is having a graduation. Then we'll all rally. And everything that is in the vine will come to you through every connection that you have. Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Nobody should be in church as like an island, like that leaf. Hope, who are your friends? James, how many friends do you have in the church? Which one is your ministry? Join the media and stay in the media. Is the truth. Connection. Hallelujah. Support. And when you are supported, you are supported because there are graces for you. There are graces. Grace means undeserved favor. Paul told Timothy, who was in his church, in Philippians 1, verse 7, the second part, he said, you partake of my grace. You partake of my grace. Even the Bible says, as the priest, so the people. In other words, there is a special grace and force that the Lord gives to his children, not because of who you, they are, but because of the new family they've joined. Actually, Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10, God told the people of Israel, he said, I will pour upon you the spirit of grace and supplication. I will pour in the house of David. So even every church, a little thing, your connection Grants you some grace. Something is poured on you. Something lifts you. It's a grace. Grace is undeserved. Favor. There are angels that walk with you. They are supporting you. They are supporting you. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, he told them, you guys don't know that there are legions of angels around, angels around me. That's called support. Heavenly support. Angelic assistance. It's the truth. You must believe in it and connect somewhere. Amen. Number three benefit is supplies. Supplies. The blessings 
the contributions, the occasions. You know, if you see a church, the greatness of a church and its leadership is its ability to explain and get everybody somewhere to join something. Some people are for ushering, some people for instrumental, some people for the choir, some people for prayer, some people for welcoming, some people for the media, some people for cleaning, some people for taking care of children. Those are all little subdivisions that is looking like the tree. God never meant the tree to be just one with one just branch taken, multiple, multiple, so that everybody can get something to do and some place to be. That's a good place to clap for the Lord. It's called supply. Supply. Ephesians 4.16. Supply. You'll get supply. Now, watch here. Everything that God has will run through Jesus Christ, the vine, to the apostles, to the pastors, to the basenta leaders or shepherds, and it will get to you. The word of God, the blessing of God. Look at our sister who just received the healing. All the divine healing was part of her supply because he was connected. She was connected. She was connected. When there was a meeting, she was around. She has joined one of the groups, and therefore the supplies reached him. Ephesians 4, 16, even the New King James, Ephesians 4, 16, it says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Listen, the person sitting by you, you don't know what, how great that person is. Or you don't know what he will become. That may be your source of help. That person may not be your spouse, but may lead you to your spouse. May not be your employer, but may lead you, lead you to another employ, employment. Yeah. Be nice to people. You know, the place God says be nice to people, he also says, let brotherly love continue. Because some, being nice... Showing kindness and us, they have actually entertained angels and words. Sometimes your kindness to a brother, your connection to a brother, you don't know it, but an angel has actually received the kindness as his, and you are being blessed. Many people, when you come to churches, hi and then bye. Don't do that. Talk to somebody. Make some friends. Make some friends. Do you know this man's name? You always sit behind. I see you. You don't know the name because we don't talk to each other. <laughs> you don't talk to each other. Hope, do you know her name? You see, I've mentioned her name thirty-five times. See, every day he sits by her. This is the thing. I'm serious. Every day, sits. And then walks right away. Such a beautiful girl. And you are not married. She could be your wife. <laughs> yeah. She's 80, so be careful now. <laughs> she may look 17, but she's 80. She's just beautiful. So I'm just joking. Don't take it too seriously. And when you finish, well, you know what Pastor said. Let's just get it on. <laughs> Don't go and say, did you hear the prophetic word? It's not a prophetic word. <laughs> Don't use that prayer voice to intimidate her. <laughs> Please, you're not getting married, so don't hear wedding bells. But that is what I'm talking about. Do you see what I'm saying? 
sit every day, but does not know her name. Auntie Wamina, what's his name? You, you don't know his name. See? See? Okay, what is her name? You see, I just even mentioned that. I'm telling you, this is how church folk behave. They don't connect to anybody. We come in isolation and we live in isolation. We live like an island. Meanwhile, we're supposed to love one another. This is where people must learn love. Yet, we come and we treat people like strangers. You want to see an angel before you are kind to the person. Bible says if you say you love God and cannot love the man that you see, how can you love God that you can't see? That's why we don't join things. This selfish isolationist attitude is why people don't join little groups in church. They don't join little groups. Yeah, I don't want any church politics. Who has made us a political party? Jesus says join. Join the building. Get connected. Abide. Connect. Stay. Relate. Let the supplies run through you. Bible says, as Ephesians 4, 16, according to what every joint supplies. You have something to supply. The person has something from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. According to the effective working in the measure of every part, which makes the increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Rachel, do you hear me? You must be in something. You can't just follow your mom right after church. Huh? Stay. So you know what we do these days? After church, we give 30 minutes for little groups, people to get to know each other. And we form little groups. Choose any of the groups you want and connect. Maximize your stay in the kingdom. When you get to heaven, you will have no choice. If you intend to get there, I will be the one you will meet. Until Amina will be there. So you better talk to her. Clap for the Lord Jesus. And you are called hope. Meanwhile, you're not giving Auntie Wamina some of your hope. You're wearing a nice cross. Look at you. Religious cross. Look how spiritual he is. Huh? And an angelic dreads. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Let's feel your angels. Supplies. Supplies. Prayer supplies. Anointing supplies. You know, the grace upon the head. Bible says that how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in harmony. For it's like the ointment that was upon the head of Aaron, which ran down the beard and over to the garment. And Bible says the Lord commands the blessing there. It runs. There are supplies that run through here. Do you know about the vascular bundles of a tree? Phloem and xylem, cambium, vascular bundles. I learned that in biology. It's still working. Hallelujah. It brings supplies from the root all the way. And then chlorophyll from the green here takes the energy, forms all kinds of photosynthesis, and then runs it down again. So it's not the flow is not just from top to bottom, but from bottom, from bottom to top as well. I am being blessed by, by, by you and the things that you're also being blessed by me. You know, you sing. I know you're my, my singing is so high for you. So when I sing, you usually say it's not nice. That's because of my angel's voice. You know, so you may not like my voice, but you may like my preaching. 
But you may like my examples. You may not like this. You may like the song. You may like this. That's the whole idea. Supplies. And God, everything that you need is in somebody. You learn the relationship here. You will learn it at work too. In Jesus' name. Number, the next one is visibility. Visibility. When you join a group, you are visible. They can see you. Yeah. People who are in the choir, they are visible. You say you, you want a job, but you are, you are isolated. Why? You say you want friends, but you are isolated. So become visible by joining a group. The next one is identity. 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 When you connect, you know, a tree is known by its fruits. So because you are connected to a tree, you have the identity. The fruits may give you an identity. Everybody here, through the teachings and through the anointing over here, you will have a certain identity. Christianity does not start on the day that you're born again. It's your connection and staying. That's why Jesus told that Samaritan, that good Samaritan says, stay here until I come. Because he's going to give you an identity. When I come, I'll recognize you. I'll take you as my own. You will have an identity. Yeah, every church has an identity. Lighthouse has an identity. Kojik has an identity. It's because of what flows. God uses every branch as something going into giving you an identity, a certain fruit. Lighthouse, people like to serve the Lord. People like to, even if you're working, you can become a pastor. Everybody can work for the Lord. So winning is a thing. It's an identity we have. Even when you go to every branch, you can, a Catholic church, they have an identity. Baptist has an identity. UD, our church lighthouse, has an identity. It's because of the kind of branch and the kind of branch, the kind of stem that you're connected to. And then the last but one is the power. It gives power and finally gives beauty. Just the way that it is branching. When it comes to a church, the beauty is in the variety. Yeah. You have people with dreadlocks like Hope. You have people with blonde like Auntie Wilmina. You have people with um, nice hair like mine. You have people who don't have hair like Spencer. <laughs> you know, so they have to cover the hair with something. It's okay. That's the beauty. I mean, when we walk around, we have people whose hair is as long as this one. Mm. We have another one who have all kinds of things. Such a beautiful array. That's what makes it beautiful. It's a buffet. So there are the people. Bring the buffet of things, groups that people can join on the, on the board. It's a buffet. Somebody say it's a, it's a buffet. So you can join the vine dressers. You can join the children's ministry. You can join the welcoming team. Events team, please give them a sheet to write something on. Find something, connect somewhere. Connect. If you are already connected, write where you are connected, your name and where you are connected. The Lord is going to supply you. Bible says, and He shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory. I want you to take just one minute to think about it. These are the groups. Okay? Church work ministry groups, welcoming team. Events team, communion stars, ushers, the choir, the dancing team or dancing stars, the praise and worship team, the media team, transportation team who decide to give people ride like an Uber without charging to their destinations. Basenta team, Basenta's are, you know, families that don't worry about that one. Prayer team, saved church, that is the children's church, instrumentalists. Beautiful vine dresses, those are the cleaners and the film stars. Those are the people that act place. Ladies and gentlemen, join one of them. Write one of them. Do you have a pen? 
you don't have a pen, get a pen from here. You can share from what the other person has. Please, if you have a pen in your bag or something, please give to them. Pen, pencil. Write it down. Your name, your phone number, and the group you want to join. Let the groups keep going so they can see. Your name, your phone number, and the group you want to join. Get connected. Maximize your Sunday usage. Make the Sabbath a joy. We are closing. But before I close, I can't but let you write something. Please write it down. Now, Alex, get the baskets. Write it down. Oh, okay. If you are done, give me a wave. Okay, if you are not done, give me a wave. It's amazing, isn't it? Please pass the basket. Pass the basket. Please drop them in the basket. Clap for each other. Clap for each other. Drop it in the basket. Please pass the basket around. Pass the basket around. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Now I want us to take our communion quickly. Wonderful. Wow. What a blessing. I want us to rise to our feet as the baskets are going around. You know, I believe that the Holy Spirit is telling you. The Lord is saying that I'm connecting you. The devil sought to sift you like wheat, but I'm putting you back. I'm connecting you. There's somebody here. You have been in church, been in church for a while. Church has become a chore. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit says that I've wet your appetite now. The devil cannot take you away again. Like he's telling Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me in my sanctuary. I pray, Father, for that grace to be upon your people. Now, with all eyes closed, if you are here today, if Jesus comes back and is coming to take people to heaven, will you be able to make it? Do you think you will make it? If you are not sure, today you can make sure by believing God, by a simple prayer. If you are here today and you want to join the rapture when Jesus comes for his own, you are not sure that you are ready, but you want to be ready. This is your opportunity. It's only a prayer of faith away. If you are here and you want to now come to the Lord for sure and ensure your name is written in the book of life, just shoot your right hand up and I will share a short prayer with you. You are here like that. You want to be sure to give your life to Jesus Christ. Right here. Lift up just your right hand wherever you are standing. I'll pray a short prayer with you. Wherever you are, God bless you. I see another hand. God bless you. Lift up just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. One, two, three, four. I see. You are here. You want me just to pray for you wherever you are standing. Just stay there and lift up your hand. And I'll pray a short prayer with you. A prayer of confession. Lift up that right hand. Lift up. Keep that hand up. Keep that hand up. Father, I pray. Ask your children, lift your hand. If, I, if your hand is up, come to the front. I want to pray for you. If your hand was up, come to the front. Clap for them. If your hand was up, come to the front. Clap for them. Clap for them. Master. Come and join them. Come and join them. Clap for them. You lifted your hand. Come and join them. Wonderful. Come, come. I saw you lift your hand. You can come too. Don't be ashamed of anybody. Just come. Come, come and join them. Now, if you are here, lift up your hand and let's say this prayer. Say, Almighty Father, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He died for me and God raised him from the dead. By this faith, I am born again. I am a child of God. 
please fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.